Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're uh, chasing wins this year. This is Chasing Wins. Starting with Mike Dunleavy being hired recently as our new GM in place of Bob Myers, who uh, essentially stepped down at, in that position last month um jim what are your thoughts in terms of bob leaving and then um obviously the, the news today being don levy stepping in uh well i had a problem with you know the season is finally over and i've just been kind of cooling off <laughs> it's been a long season uh obviously we had a well i had a problem with bob i had a problem with steve I had a problem with a lot of things that happened this year, but you know, obviously Bob stepped down and I, I feel like, I feel like Bob in some sense, I, I feel bad because it felt like his hands were tied. If Joe Lakeup doesn't want to trade the kids, then Bob can only do so much. Right. So was he given a proper opportunity to do his job or was he, you know, were his hands tied behind his back? You know, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, if he wanted to make a trade, but the owner doesn't want you to, what even, what is your job exactly? You know, people talk about, oh, Bob Myers is a very good um, people person and he has a really good relationship with the players. And, well, that's all great, but how does that actually help the team? Other than maybe him, I don't know, quote unquote, uh, containing Draymond when he's emotional or something like this. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, a part of me feels kind of bad for him, but I'm not 100% sure that he couldn't make any deals because we heard at the deadline, right, that there was a trade available for OG and they asked for Kuminga and his inclination was to say no. So my question is, was it his inclination or was it Joe Lacob's inclination? Yeah. Yeah. The problem with that is they traded Wiseman at the trade deadline, which kind of tells you a sense of like, okay, we're going to have to give up on this two timeline thing to some extent, right? So if you're willing to give up Wiseman, that would lead me to believe that if there was a good trade out there to give away Kuminga, then that opportunity could have been had you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. um so yep. it's, it's really tough to say but i feel like if you are on that job then then 
it's on you to figure out a way to get things done, you know, and convince the owner that these things need to be done. Uh, so ultimately, Bob didn't want to deal with a number of things. It seems like he doesn't want to deal with the upcoming contracts of Clay or Draymond. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he has just such a great relationship with them. And that, in this case, is probably not a good thing because you have to be objective. You have to be able to tell hard truths and be like, hey, Clay, like you just had this postseason. Um, de defensively, there are some issues here. You're not the player that you once were. Like, can you, can Bob have those conversations and get like a reasonable contract? You know, get them to re sign with the team for a reasonable deal. Um, same thing for Draymond, too, right? Uh, who's, whose uh, contract is coming up sooner. Is that right? So Yeah, his contract expires uh, this summer. Um, so they got to work on a new extension. Um, yeah. Or well, well, here, Actually, let me rephrase that. He can opt out, so he has the ability to opt out. If he opts in, he has one more year, then it expires next, next summer. Right. But he has the uh, opportunity to opt out and work on an extension mm -hmm. this summer. Yeah. Okay. So – who knows what the relationship with Mike Dunleavy is like? We know we don't know too much about Dunleavy other than him as a former player, um, and he was a pretty decent player. Uh, I know Warriors fans hate him because of the you know time period in which he played for them. I think he played with like Troy Murphy, and just there wasn't a lot going on around that time, um, and there was a lot of criticism thrown at those players. But you know, for this. For what we're talking about, that's not really so relevant. I, I know some fans still have like harbor that those hard feelings towards Dunleavy, but Dunleavy is already a part of the organization, so it's not exactly you know something super fresh and new because he's already there. He was word is that he was responsible for wanting Jordan Poole. Um, what else? What else is there when it comes to uh, Mike? I think I mean he, he worked under he worked under Bob's wing for years. Like this isn't anything that is uh fresh or comes to us comes as a surprise mike dunleavy uh was i believe he was the vice president um of basketball operations um or or some he was like the second uh tier gm he was a hot he was a high level team executive and he would he had been he's a close friend with bob first of all that's that's number one him and bob go back a long time and there's a reason bob wanted him on his staff. Uh, and as a team executive, Mike Dunleavy, the, I guess, like you said, the number one uh, contribution that we could point to is Jordan, that number 28 pick, which he pushed for, for Jordan Poole, um, which turned out to be a good, a great pick. I know Jordan has his flaws and, you know, up and down, up and downs these last few years, but uh, given that pick and given what he's contributed, especially in 22 uh, in 2022, uh, that pick was a home run. And, I also want to say, like, Dunleavy, again, this isn't something that's necessarily, you know, out of thin air. After 2019, Bob Myers was thinking about leaving uh, or kind of re reassessing his position on the Warriors and thinking about his future. And Dunleavy, again, was somebody that was floated at that time as, you know, someone that Bob was close with and who had, who had, who had spoken to because this isn't the first time Bob thought about leaving. So, um you know, this this has been in the works for years. This isn't a sudden change necessarily. Dunleavy's been groomed under under Bob's wing. Um, and we'll see what happens in terms of, you know, uh, whether he'll be aggressive and tempering expectations and whatnot. But 
What I can say for sure is that he is not unfamiliar with what is required of the job. And he's been around the team and this, the, uh, you know, the war rooms when it comes to draft uh, drafting and, and negotiations and understanding what it takes and what's involved in the process as a GM. So um, this trend, the transition I expect to be smooth and Bob is going to like, like Lake said, Bob is going to be worked till the bone until June 30th. So I still think Bob might have a, another ace up his sleeve um, possibly uh, till that point, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they say that, but who knows what's actually going on, what decisions he's actually making. Like I said, we don't even know, like, if his hands were tied or not uh, through all these, you know, trade deadlines um, and uh, what was the buyout market and all these things. Nothing really happened. It was a very disappointing year. Uh, y- you know me, I-, I was begging for a power forward pickup, you know, of somebody who could replace that auto whatever right and it just never happened uh, you know I, I got desperate enough to want Nerlens noel who i thought would be very helpful for the warriors and the play come playoff time uh you know depending on what series you're dealing with and yeah i, I mean if you have him maybe you don't run a four guard lineup in the playoffs and maybe you're not as compromised you notice how the heat you know they it's kind of funny you look at the heat and they're very similar uh, in terms of certain concepts, the way they yeah. play uh, in comparison to the Warriors, they also run this four-guard lineup thing. They ran small all year long. But I think along the way, they realized that it's not really working. That doesn't work for the mm-hmm. you know long haul. So they went and got Kevin Love in the buyout market. They went and got Cody Zeller, who both played a role in the playoffs, right? Without those guys, they the, the Heat probably would have been too small. Right. So there are segments of games where you need some size yep. so that you, you're not getting destroyed on the interior because you're playing like a six, three guy at power forward or something like that. So it, it's funny, you know, watching the heat kind of uh, operate in a similar way as the warriors. Um, but that kind of showed, you know, more than anything that adjustments needed to be made. It, it was so obvious that the warriors needed size, right? And the difference between the warriors yep. and the heat is that the heat, were willing to make, you know, a move once they realized things weren't working out, whereas the Warriors did not. So Don Levy has an opportunity to prove himself, see what he's, you know, I, I see kind of rumors about which decisions were kind of his or what he favored or something along those, like Jordan Poole being like his idea yeah. or something. Along. I also heard that like he wanted Denny over Wiseman. Mm. Um I think he was pro Wagner over Kuminga. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. So I don't know how true those things are, Because you think about it, right? System fit. And even though Jordan on paper isn't necessarily like, if you looked at his game, he's kind of like a shooter, sort of off the ball, but like he's kind of a streaky, like in college, he was like very streaky, 
Um, but there was some something there, right? And Dunleavy kind of saw that. I didn't see this, the shot creation, the the handle, the you know, the skill work. But maybe Dunleavy did, but definitely like you could see some sort of fit with Jordan's ability to just be a microwave type type of scorer um in college that could translate to the NBA. But I will say this. The Avdia and the uh, the the Wagner uh, picks, the preferences in in that sense, those were more system fits than Wiseman and Kaminga. Like Avdia was a guy that can that can rebound, connector, can pass a little bit, can hit an open shot, defend pretty well, multi positional, small ball four, small ball. You know what I'm saying? Like he's kind of like a wing. Uh, and then you look at Wagner, who's like a guy who literally is what Avdia is, but like even better. Like can guard one through four can slide his feet, um, super active, just a great cutter, screen setter, can, you know, play off the ball. And these guys, like like you said, positional fits, positional size, and versatility. Whereas Wiseman's kind of like a five, but kind of plays like a four almost because he's very um, perimeter-oriented. He, uh, you know, and, and that fit never really worked. And then Kaminga, obviously, uh, there's some potential there, obviously, because he's a very um, – athletically gifted player with the with the defensive side of things and and uh above the rim and all that but from a stylistic standpoint you know he's a player that kind of needs the ball in his hands right to really get the best out of him um whereas the other guys that were available at the time even Halliburton is a guy that um the Warriors were looking to trade down for but yeah I mean as the GM you know you're gonna make some big decisions uh, I, like you said, uh, Bob was pretty conflicted with having not only Lake up in his ear, but also Steve, because Steve was anti, you know, youth movement. He wanted to, he, he, he proved it in his rotations in playing Anthony Lamb over Kaminga and playing Ty Jerome over Moody. And where there, while there's positional, you know, differences there and whatnot, like the concept of abandoning your draft picks for two-way players is something that is intentional and is something that was to essentially send a message to the front office that I am not going to endorse nor subscribe to the this personnel that you've provided me with. So Steve is very strong-minded and strong-headed when it comes to, um, you know, really emphasizing the fact that he will not uh, embrace any any players on on the roster other than you know vet, veterans who can contribute in the now, who are smart, you know, seasoned. They know how to play the game and his style of play, like an Otto, Bielitsa, Damian Lee to a lesser extent, JTA, right? And having lost those pieces, like, yeah, we got GP2 back, but ultimately we never truly replaced the Otto position. And that's where, like, you know, the GM is going to have to figure out, Dunleavy, uh, he's going to have to figure out how do I balance what Lakeup wants, what Steve wants to make this team, uh, you know, to optimize this team for a, ti- for a title hunt.